0: The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, the only podcast that's not practicing social distancing right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, we're supposed to get away from each other. Let's get into a two-foot <laughs> We're all
1: huddled in here. I'm Tim Chelsvik.
0: I'm Matt Drury. And You're I'm a special guest. Chase Saylor. We got Chase in. Chase is a friend that I met a couple years ago uh, via Instagram, and he hunts illinois kind of what what area south southeast southeast illinois yep. and uh, we need coordinates it's, yeah well that's as close <laughs> as i'm gonna give you he's got some really special dirt that he's hunting and he's got a pretty incredible story so we wanted to have him in and kind of share that with us we're doing a special dod tv episode on it and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit but first I want to chat a little bit
1: yeah we should so um so, shed hunting is in effect right now. Yeah. I know you and the boys went up yesterday. I was not able to join you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the lease is in a area where we find many sheds to begin mm-hmm. with. So, I knew it would be, it You're would be, well, we weren't going to find 15 <laughs> or 20 from that, you know, yeah. 383 acres. You know, the majority of that is, is, ag ground, you know, maybe a hundred, 120 acres of timber. And I did have some high hopes, you know, there's a couple of two deer that, that I'm kind of eyeing for next season. Yeah. And, um, we did find one side to, to one of those deer, deer that we had called too short. And it's actually where 2S2 got his Name from sure. that deer. So, you know, it was interesting to see that, but he had actually gone downhill a little bit from the year before because we have his sheds from the mm-hmm. year before. So, you know, we found three, four sheds. Uh, most of them were older to us. Uh, Too short was the only one that we found that was actually fresh. Okay. And we found a deadhead. So it, it, You know, I was a little disappointed we didn't find a couple more because, heck, you know, even looking at my camera inventory in the last few months, we put out the analogics. We had tons of deer hitting it, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we had a bunch of three- and four-year-old deer. We didn't find any of those, and I have, like, a stud, a really nice three-year-old that that's going to be an absolute giant one day. Uh, And he was there all through January, February, you know, early March. and Mm -hmm. We didn't find his shed. So it's one of those things we had, what, six, seven guys. You could walked over it, you know, very easily and not.
1: known it. Isn't you know? it weird when you find an, a shed that's a year or two or three years old? Yeah. Like, like and, and, and you know you've walked past that spot yeah. multiple times. Yeah. It's been there the whole time.
0: So, it, you know, more than anything, with everything going on, it was nice to get out. We literally, you know, walked the entire property. You get to see travel corridors, areas that you just don't go into. You learn a lot. Man, there was some really good sign in there. Sign kind of near where our stands are. Okay, That, that kind of confirms, all right, we were in the right spot. Mm-hmm. You know, there was only a couple areas where I thought it'd be nice to hang here or here, sure. but they're so deep into the property. There's no real good access. You know, you'd screw more things up than, yep. then, you know, you do more harm than good by putting yeah, stands no there. So, you know, it, it was good in that regard just to get out and get to hang with the guys, you know, you know, it's as much about camaraderie as anything. It was nice to get to see everybody and,
1: shoot the breeze a little bit. And. Yeah, and you guys had a healthy, nutritious lunch too. I saw pictures of that.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> donuts so and donuts summer and deer, sausage deer, deer on the yeah,
1: tailgate. Deer sausage, so <laughs> Why what not? more do you want? Yeah, make sandwiches out of them. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I've I, checked my, I've pulled some of my uh, my trail cams down. I just haven't gone through the pictures yet to see to see what, uh, where the deer are at. And I just haven't been on the properties enough to see if they've all dropped by now.
0: Yeah, so I feel like for my area, it was like 85, 90% drop. There was a few younger deer It still had half racks. Mark was saying he felt like he was 90%, but but Chase actually was telling me a little bit earlier that it was almost Uh, completely opposite for you. Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: it's been crazy. I mean, usually always the beginning of March, like, all right, it's time to get out on your feet, get walking around. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've been driving around about every night just to kind of find out where the deer are at. Because kind of the hard thing for me is there's a whole lot of wide open fields and it's like the deer just move around in those wide open fields. So you got to go where the deer are. But I mean, just last night I saw seven bucks with still both sides and some of them are pretty mature deer. And it's just like, I've been walking several miles and you know, I'm jumping deer with both sides, maybe one with one side and it's like, what am I doing here? And yeah. I mean, I've found a couple deadheads that have been there a long time. Mm-hmm. And then just some little dinks and you know, and I've been checking my cameras too, kinda started pulling them and like the deer have kind of moved out. I and that's normal for my area. I necessarily don't get my good deer at this time of the year because they're they're right on the edge of the field and just going straight out to the field and that's it. Sure. So,
0: so so you guys, your family has a pretty large farming operation. And so you're naturally the areas that you're hunting. It's, it's a lot of open field. Oh yeah. I mean, little patches of timber here and there.
2: It's easy for me to, you know, stand on top of this, you know, a hill. I mean, it's mainly flat, but then look out a thousand yards yeah. and be able to mm-hmm. see deer. And I mean, it is, they're still carrying, I mean, which is good. I mean, But it's been mild. They're healthy then. They're healthy and it's been a mild winter. So they're not, you know, stressed. Yeah. And plenty of food. Yeah. So Yeah,
1: that's good. It's a good sign. Definitely. (laughs) We should probably... Hey, Scott, can you grab the the antler to towers? This is a big reason why... Chases on yeah. with us. If if you're watching the show, um you're gonna you're in for a treat. If you're and not you're, if
0: you're it. listening to it, you should watch this episode. <laughs> in in
1: Deercast, because we're gonna show you something that uh, people don't don't hand. normally get to see.
0: Yep. But yeah, he's got so many big deer we gotta say which which one. <laughs>
1: uh, which two hundred inch class uh, deer we're
2: talking about here.
1: <laughs> so this is tower. Why don't you kind of walk us through your history with this guy?
2: Yeah, so uh, this deer right here, I mean, I actually, uh, first pictures I got of this deer, it was three years ago, and he was a mainframe eight pointer. And I mean, he was a mega giant eight, like one of those. Did you think how 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 old was he at that point? Man, at that point, I mean, obviously I didn't see him beforehand, and he was a mega eight then. As like, couldn't have been like a two-year-old then. So, I'm saying three and a half then, uh-huh. four and a half, here he's five and a half, and give or take a year or two. But it's a big deer. It's not that big a deal. <laughs>
0: right. But I'd say, I I think you're right. I mean,
2: he's certainly not four and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's five and a half year old I mean, deer, but just had, mass alone. He had 41 inches of mass uh, on him. And, you know, as an eight pointer three years ago, I got a velvet picture of him and a nighttime picture on the same farm that I killed him off or mm-hmm. killed him. But I mean, he just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty crazy. Uh, second gun season uh, three years ago. We literally almost hit him in the pickup truck oh, about two and a half miles away going back to camp. Wow. And it was like, that, that about sums up. If I knew, if I could see into the future, I'd be like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, so that year goes, I mean, I wasn't really hunting him. I got two trail cam pictures of him. Mm-hmm. Not enough intel to really get serious about this deer. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, uh, on, or it had been last year on uh, September 26th. Twenty eight. Yeah, of twenty eighteen. Okay. So September 26 of November 18, I got my first, you know, official picture of like actually hunting him. And he just blew up to a mainframe perfect 12 pointer, six by mm-hmm. six. And uh, I mean, I hunted him pretty hard, but there was another deer that I call redemption that I, my main focus was on him. And then this deer was just kind of in the back of my and mind. He was a stud too. Oh yeah. I mean, he was bigger than redemption back then, but redemption was like a deer. Like he was this year on just like, I was getting pictures of him all over the farm. I mean, 184, 184, 181. 181. And uh, my neighbor killed him on November 5th. And uh, so I was really focusing on him. And the first daylight picture I got of him was November 18th. Of this deer? Of the... Of 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 redemption. Of 2018. Okay. Of towers. Okay. So the first daylight picture of him was uh, November 18th at 1059 in the morning. And I was walking into church and I was like, (laughs) and I checked that camera uh, that afternoon because I hunted in that stand and he's, he was literally 20 yards away from there and just, you know, perfect. Perfect shot. That's yeah.
0: kind of how the story of this deer goes, right?
2: I, I, I wish I would, uh, I knew the number, but it was over five times where it was like, okay, I got between this stand and this stand. I'm going to go to this one. He was 20 yards from the other. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was just back and forth. And so after redemption got shot, so this is 2018 when he was a, uh, perfect 12, um, I didn't see him till the 25th of December with my eyes. And the season, uh, I believe in 2018, went out January 20th. And from the December 25th to January 20th, I had 11 encounters with him. And he was like, I wasn't even checking my cameras at this point because I didn't need to. I would Every just, night he would text or call me. He's like, well, saw him again. It got... Kind of annoying, but also in the big picture of it, I was just blessed to be able to see a deer like that numerous times. Yeah. And the closest I got to him was 40 yards, but it was one of those, it was uh, getting dark. He kept walking. It was in the woods. Just, I wasn't going to make a shot like that on a deer. Sure. And, you know, so 11 encounters, but it all came down to the last day. It's and it, The worst. It, this may be the worst best deer hunting story in the world mm-hmm. so the last two weeks of season i uh, started hunting with a crossbow and i'm be honest i'm not a huge fan of crossbows but i was going to do anything legally to kill this deer yeah. Yeah. so the problem was i was i was never able to get to my stand because he was so close to the field edge and so i was hunting on the ground and I was getting in fence rows, uh, having popping up ghost blinds in the middle of fields. And I've had some close encounters with him. And, uh, so did the, he ever bust you at any point no, in that? I, I mean, I granted, I hunted the outsides of all my properties and, you know, got in, got out. And there were sometimes mm-hmm. I sat 45 minutes after dark cause he was in the field. Sure. And, or I had somebody drive by mm-hmm. and clear him out Yeah, and, uh, that doesn't scare him near as much as, uh, you know, seeing someone materialize out of a tree or a plant or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. So get into the story, November or January 20th, last day of season. I'm walking to the stand. You actually sat in that stand yeah. overlooking the barn. Yeah, uh, there. And Sean yep. And I was going to go to that stand and I got in the, there's a hole in the fence that you could, I glassed the whole field and he's bedding underneath that stand. I'm like when I say he's betting underneath it, like he's rubbing his back on my sticks uh, and I'm like, well, I'm not going there, so <laughs> I watched him four nights before uh you know from an, another area, and he came down that fence row every single night with it. Mean, what time was he coming out about forty five to thirty minutes before dark, plenty of shooting mm-hmm. light but but you weren't there already oh uh, i I was there uh so it was let's say five five o'clock was getting dark. I was there at one o'clock and he, yeah, bedded. that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I was getting there super early. And so he was bedded there by the stand. Oh yeah. Bedded there you. by the stand super early. And he got up light clockwork, you know, at, at 30 minutes till dark. But what I did in the meantime is all I could do, I knew where he was going to come down this fence row and I was going to come down the other fence row. And I'm like, well, I'll get about 50 yards away. I mean, give him some room. Granted, crossbow i mean if anybody shot any of these new crossbows 50 yards you feel comfortable sure and i was in the prone position in this ditch and you know had it ranged and everything already and it's cold
0: that week it was freezing it
2: was freezing and there was snow on the ground and there was snow in this bank and he came down you know it was like slow motion like it literally took probably 10 minutes to go 200 yards just it's grueling just and i'm just watching the whole time i got perfect sight but i mean my cover he's not going to spook me so i felt confident like man this is it and he just keeps walking keep walking and what do you know when he comes right where i want like it's finally going to end and i went to take my safety off and nothing my safety is frozen shut from the snow getting packed in there for me crawling yeah. down the ditch. And it's like, I, I think to myself, like, I don't know how much. If only you lifted more weights, you could yeah, have figured yeah. out how. I'm, I'm pretty, like a weak man. <laughs> yeah. And you, you don't understand. Like, I mean, how, I mean, how if that. you still want to get the crossbow, it's in the middle of the road, but it's, I mean, it, so and he just trotted off like he did every other did night. Did he ever? He never really noticed you were there? No, I mean, he, like, I think Someone's I was getting- swearing <laughs> in that ditch. I, I think <laughs> I was getting pretty aggressive with the crossbow at this point, but, like, even then, he was just like, yeah, huh, and yeah. just kind of <laughs> trotted off. And then when he trotted off and- I just got out of the ditch. And I remember uh, he texted me or called
0: me and it was still, you still had oh, light left. Oh, I like that was pretty early in the evening. Oh
2: yeah. That, I, that last night. Yeah. I was walking. I was home before it was dark. <laughs> you just done. <laughs> but, yeah. but he had gone to a different property. Oh yeah. He yeah. he was 400 yards away. He yeah. wasn't going to come back. There's no reason to, but he was just going to go feeding some corn like yeah. he did every other night. But so that, that was a hard pill to swallow because you're like, man, It's, it's kind of like when you're playing football and you're out Friday night, you got to wait till the whole next week. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to wait all the way till October again to even get an opportunity at this deer again. And if he makes it, if he makes it in the top that off, I found a dead deer that shed and he was mature (laughs) and big. And I was like, yeah, good grief. This is terrible. So I, I walked my butt off for him. Like, literally, I seen he carried all the way up till February 28th. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't see him. And I was like, well, he may went somewhere or he shed. Because there was, you know, a good majority of shed bucks. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go hit it hard. My my little app said I walked 101 miles over March in mm-hmm. this area. Did not find any sign of his antler. <laughs> and I th- honestly would have thought it would have been super easy as much as I would seen him after season because i mean i'd drive around every night and it'd be like there he is and just keep going Mm -hmm. and that wasn't the case so you know that comes and goes and you know i'm starting to put my cameras back out in july Mm -hmm. and late july uh finally got his first velvet picture of him i was Mm -hmm. like good it was like the best picture ever and i this is just i'm kind of a numbers type guy but the crazy thing is the camera that i got his first picture of the year before i don't know why i put that camera in this other spot a mile and a half away was the first picture i got him of this year so i don't know same camera got his first picture each year (laughs) kind of cool and uh so end of july i got this picture of him and it was just a perfect velvet uh i was like good grief this Blew into a five by five with junk all over. And I was like, that, that's pretty cool. And so, you know, of course I go hang a stand where that, where he's at. And he starts coming by there for about a month. I'm like, man, this is going to be, I'm going to kill him early season. He disappears. Yeah. And uh, it was September 14th. I got his picture a mile and a half to the Northeast. Mm. And it's just a big, long ditch that runs through there. And it's known for, you know, big bucks. I mean, if you're not hunting ditches, you're probably not hunting the right spot because I mean- those, In that area. Oh, yeah. it, it's awesome. I mean, it's hard to get to sometimes, but if you want to see big deer, they're just hunkered down. And so September 14th, he disappeared again. The only pictures I got, but it was pretty neat. It was pictures of he's laying in a soybean field and he's got the soybean draft all around his antlers. Cool. So you can tell he's just Bet in there and uh so october 15th my my luck kind of changed a little bit on how much info i was able to get on them and it was almost like so much info that I'm like man i'm a really bad hunter mm. because he was in like, there <laughs> yeah i mean so from october 15th to november 14th when i got the opportunity to try to harvest them with my bow i got pictures of them every day besides four on the same farm and it was just like boom, boom, boom. It it didn't matter where where he was at on the farm. I mean, he would just change every day. Yeah. It was sporadic, no pattern, no pattern at all. I remember sending you points on the map, like on on X, and be like he's here, he's here. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I guess go sit over there. Yeah, uh, he and, was random. Yeah, random. Yeah, I mean, nighttime, daytime, it didn't matter. But uh, that's kind of that area you're in. Yeah. I mean, it's they, there's so much
0: ag ground. They they just. They just kind of move. Yeah.
2: The, I mean, and when the hard thing is, when you look at, go like shed hunting right now, I think the one of my main reasons I don't find any sheds, I'm always looking at sign and stuff, not looking at the ground mm-hmm. enough. But <laughs> I mean, when you go through my woods right now, there's not like a distinct trail. It's yeah, just It's hard. They're it's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're coming out of a different spot every night. And so from October 15th to November 14th, November 14th was finally uh, the day I was able to get a shot opportunity with him. But let's rewind just one day on November 13th. I sat in the same exact spot, the fence row that you sat in. I sat in the same exact spot on the 13th. And I first laid my eyes on him. He was 550 yards away. Like, he's not going to get close to me. Well, he got within 100 and he was like 120 yards. like, wow, that's that's a good hunt. You know, I, I wasn't... Even anticipating him coming that close. I was like, yeah, that's That's awesome. That's exciting, Yeah, So, he was running this doe. The 13th and 14th were his huge rut days. Like, he was everywhere. And so, he, he was all over the place. And I got down out of my stand. And I'm not kidding you. He ran that doe. I was walking down the fence row on the north end. He ran the doe on the south side of the fence row. And he stopped 10 yards away from me. And there was a full moon. And I sunk down in the uh on the ground real quick i'm like you're right that right there and no idea i was there All Right, so you know just more to add into the journal but pretty awesome and then the 14th he came out of the exact same spot 550 yards away and but this time i had a live decoy uh, a buck 20 yards away from me and he didn't like him that he was there because there were some does behind me and if I knew he was going to come, I would have stood up when he was 550 yards away. Yeah. And then once he started getting like, man, he may actually come over <laughs> over here. Of course, there's uh, three mature does 20 yards away from there's me. There's nothing worse. Uh, right there. So I'm sitting down, bow in my left hand. He's coming from the right. And I, I'm like, he's going to come here. And then I knew when he was going to... He, finally made his initiative to go that way when he bristled up and he put his head down to that uh, buck, buck. little buck. He was coming in, he literally got 10 yards away from me. I could hear him breathing just right there. And I'm I'm not that high in this tree just because it's like um, pretty gnarly. So getting high doesn't matter. So I'm literally probably 15 feet off the ground and he's 10 yards away. So you picture that, that's pretty dang close. And so my hands in my left or bows in my left hand finally he kind of makes a semi circle to square up to this buck and when he turned his butt to me I stood up real quick tried to get the camera on him of course I hit the camera and got him out of view and I pulled back uh bow and I was getting ready to settle in don't <laughs> what just happened my bow went off and you know I it was just uh, a bit outside Yeah just just my my mistake I mean I was it I'm, hit your neck gator, right? Yeah, I had a thumb release, and I was shooting super good. with. Like, you know what? I'm going to hunt this year with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, That's my biggest fear of a thumb release. You got to be careful. And, you know, the it's an awesome true fire. And, I mean, went back, settled in, and luckily I missed so bad he wasn't, like, aware. He was just like, <laughs> what the heck? What, what Literally, kind of... like, way over. Oh, like, we'll I never found the arrow. I'm yeah. sure it was, like, 100 yards out or something. Yeah. Just but, a warning shot. Yeah, you know, just... Hey, I'm here. As if Watch this isn't step, hard buddy. enough, I'm <laughs> going to give him a heads up. Yeah, this next one's for a great story. <laughs> this next one's for you, buddy. <laughs> you got to give him a good shot here. Uh, so anyway, he kind of skimpered off, you know, kind of where he came from, but then he crossed the fence row and now he's on my left-hand side. And he uh, traveled, he was coming down the edge of these beans I left standing. He was right at 37 yards and I pulled back. I mean, at this point I was like calm and just Ready to get this over with, honestly. Like there was no nerves. So I was like, hmm. I feel good, and I that had would not have been my my mental either. state. No, with well, this tear, it, it was more though. Like, all right, I should have been <laughs> <wet>. filled <laughs> yeah, and filled. Yeah, I was like, I already screwed up once. Let's not do it again. I did, but anyway, he got between two uh, a y in the tree, so I had to stop him. And I was like, my immediate instance, like I'm gonna, I should have aimed low because like he's aware. I He got stopped, but I didn't do that. I just aimed where I should have aimed if he was just standing there yeah. calm. But it was like when I, I felt good about the shot, and then it was like slow-mo. How far was he? 37.
1: Okay.
2: And it was like slow-mo, and he just dropped and ducked. And it was pretty crazy once I got my hands on him to see where the arrow went and how quick he was. He was standing straight broadside at me, and he almost turned – To where he was facing right at me. Like inside out. Yeah. Like it almost, it was probably another 20 degrees of going straight down his spine, looking (sighs) right at me. And the bows are pretty fast anymore. And for him to drop, you know, a foot and a half and turn to me before that arrow hits. And, you know, but the thing is, I was trying to stay optimistic and he had blood coming out both sides. I was like, well, maybe, uh, maybe you got that artery, you know, I don't know. But so I got down got my arrow, not good sign. Still going to come back in the morning. I didn't even go look for blood and, uh, me and, uh, my buddy, Chris, and he brought his uh, really good tracking dog. And, uh, I got to the gate at nine 30 in the morning. And what do you know, the, my neighbor who it's outfitted, um, around me. And he dropped a guy off at nine 30 and he walked right on my line and I'm like, I sure hope I don't push this deer too. And, but where I shot him was a long ways away. And so we went to where, uh, I initially shot him at and we got on some blood. I was like, man, that's not a bad sign. I mean, yeah. there's quite a bit. I was, uh, shooting a rage, extreme chisel tip. So, I mean, that's a big hole. I mean, uh, so we tracked him for about 400 yards down into the river. I'm like, crap. We've swam the river. Good blood. I get a call from the outfitter. Hey, your deer still alive. Get out of there. And, and you're friends with the outfitter. Uh, I'm I'm friends. Yeah, he, he's a super, I yeah. mean, I feel guilty for not telling him earlier about this deer. But then once he found <laughs> out about this deer, it was even more awesome because he literally kept people out of there. Huh. Once I told him the story. That's rare. And he was like, you know, I don't have any picture of this deer. I, you know, you, you need this deer. I'm like, nobody deserves a deer like this. I just got blessed and lucky to be able to get them. But I mean... For him to do that, that says a lot about the mm, type yeah. of guy he is. And uh, I mean, so I'm like, well, he's still alive, but your dude's alive. It was 20 yards away from this guy. And it was the first deer that he's seen from West Virginia.
1: Okay. This client and of the outfitters. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to only hunt Illinois from now <laughs> on. Uh, and a 200- Missed f- him.
2: Yeah, 215-inch deer comes out and he's like- just show, like he told uh, Bill, he's like, "Yeah, I don't think I was looking at my pins." Uh, you yeah, just lose I your mean, mind. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can't blame to, to the guy. And yeah, I, I don't blame cool. him. I, I just missed him twice, bud. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, Could have killed him with a truck. I've known <laughs> about this deer for two years, and I missed <laughs> he's got him twice. A yeah. Him. Don't feel bad about it. But uh, so uh, we get out. I didn't see uh, see him till the 20th and the 20th of November uh-huh. and the 20th was the Wednesday before Friday for a shotgun and I watched him for 90 minutes and he just toyed with me. I uh, literally 90 minutes I'm not exaggerating and he was about 100 and 150 yards the whole time just pew to do to do. And so then he finally got off uh, you know went on with himself and uh, so the 20th first shotgun season went Second shotgun season went nothing. And I was like, well, somebody shot him. The only thing is, like, where I'm at, I'm pretty close to everybody. And if anybody shoots a deer, you know, uh, I'm probably going to know yeah. it, who it is, which I'm very fortunate of. And, but what happened was there was a cornfield about a mile away and he shelled it on December 4th. And December 5th, I got my first picture of him again. Mm. Back in the exact same spot, I got his first picture. So, honey hole. And then the next day on, uh, I'm sorry, on the 7th of December, I got a cell cam picture of him down by the river. And that's where I finally ended up like on the 8th. I was like, man, it's not a perfect win. And it's not a spot I really like to go because I have to tromp through the woods quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I think he's I down by the river. And that's my only hope. And what do you know? I got up in my stand. I had a weird feeling that whole morning, like, he was here yesterday and he's not moving much I'm like he's got to be close mm-hmm. and so when the sun came up i stood up and turned around the other way i was like he's gonna come from right here and there's some deer immediately when the sun came up about five minutes after shooting light they're running around I'm like it was a good hunt already and i looked off to my left and it was like a mythical creature appeared out of mm. nowhere and He's 50 yards he's away behind his head. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> listening <laughs> off his right. I almost like, am I supposed to shoot or what? Like, yeah. and my camera was set up perfect. Like I literally, all I had to do was press play. And to note, he's trying to self film all of this stuff, yeah. which is as
0: Tim
1: knows, yep. not easy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> not. So yeah, don't rate me on my camera. <laughs> but all I had to do was press play. But also when I went to reach, uh, to press my camera, he turns around and starts heading back into the woods. Like he just came out probably five yards, grabbed two bean pods and turned around. And when he turned around, I was like, well, I'm going to shoot him. And I was like, cause I had, I've seen this deer 38 times. I'm like, I can't let there be a 39th. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it was footage or not. This isn't your job. It's going to have to
2: kill this deer. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, 50 yards shot up there's blood going everywhere like man i feel good about this he ran off to the side of the uh, woods about 70 yards and i heard a crash but you know could have been just running off so Mm -hmm. you know i made made some phone calls i'm like i think i got him like i couldn't believe what happened really and so we waited about an hour and got down where he was and i'm it was like just a red carpet Mm. right there and where I heard him crash is where he was at, and he was just piled up immediately. And Sweet. so, I mean, just the feeling of finally to end a chapter like, chapter of my life, really. I mean, I probably should have done some things different the way I obsessed over this year, <laughs> a little more than I should have. <laughs> but again, at the end of the day, I mean, <laughs>
1: it's hard to argue with. Yeah, I mean, you
2: could see why any hunter
0: would be obsessed with a deer like that i mean the frame these these just don't these are pretty rare
2: yeah i mean 133 hunts and i mean just i don't know pretty pretty incredible uh, the opportunities that he gave me yeah (laughs) Uh, and you just don't get that very often with a deer i tell you where he screwed up this i'm gonna give you a
0: secret it's when he reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know what? Here's this deer. Should I film him? Oh, yeah, you should get this deer. <laughs> yeah, on, bring a camera in the us. Mix. Yeah, yeah, throw a camera in the mix. Yeah. You you probably would have had like if you saw him 38 yeah. times, it probably would have been like more like 20. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but it wouldn't have been the story it was, you know.
1: Yeah. So, so so when when he's he's laying on the ground, do you take a moment just to Look at them and drink it in, or do you rush over and get your hands?
2: On them? I fist pumped and ran over there and got my hands yeah. on. Them. But then I, but then when I got my hands on them, I think actually in the footage you, I took just a deep breath, and I was like, relief. Well, like there was so much. I, I don't want to say stress. The
0: Christmas past is gone. <laughs> no,
2: I don't. I, I guess there was a lot of stress coming from a whole other, a lot of different things coming together. Like you know. My dad saying, "Hey, maybe you should work a little bit more." Because I was, <laughs> your honey, your wife, your dad. Yes. My my wife was like man, you hunt too much. I'm like, yeah, probably. But, and then there's Don't this, disagree with you. <laughs> and then, you know, neighbors, which I, I would be happy for anybody to get a deer like this to be on. I'm not going to be that type of guy. Like, mm-hmm. man, that's my deer. You well, know?
0: you proved it the year before because that 181 or yeah. whatever it was yeah. that your neighbor killed, yeah. you know, yeah. that you, you had history with that deer. You oh, absolutely. The year
2: before, you were after him that year. I yeah. mean, it was a, he was a giant too. Yeah. And you were thrilled for that guy. Oh, but the cool thing was, I mean, my neighbor- who he's killed some mega giants as well. He was the second person to lay his hands on it. So we have a great connection. I, I mean, he was happy for me, and that was yeah. that made me feel even better. Sure. That uh, you know, it, he was happy for me, and that was it's what I needed at that moment. You know, I didn't yeah. want him to be upset over yeah. it. You know, at the end of the day, it's a deer, <laughs> right? And yeah, which is
1: kind of hard to. I mean, we it's hard to say that. That. Yeah. a little bit. Um, but man, yeah, congrats. So, what did he end up officially scoring? Uh, Gross two fifteen. I probably would have let him. Well, I was waiting for that so.
0: because that's what you usually, the joke you always <laughs> hear when somebody kills a giant. I was like, I would have let him. Yeah. Someone
1: online yeah. is going to say that. Yeah. Because, yeah. you
0: know, he's got some stickers that could have really blown up. I mean, yeah. it would have <laughs> been nice to see. But the crazy <laughs> thing was
1: he was just a
2: perfect 12 last year. And just think. You could have hit him with your truck two oh, years before absolutely. that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah, be know. cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Now he's getting a full body mount. so Is he? Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So that's... Uh,
0: I mean, it's a special deer. And, and we won't go into the whole full story, but your... So your really good friend, Brooks, he kills a deer that he had been after and you had been after as well. And you guys had tapped me on it. And he went to... Grows two twelve?
2: A two twelve. And here yeah. we have his sheds uh that we acquired from the year uh year before. This yeah. Over.
0: yeah, this deer is just crazy yeah. Cool character.
2: So yeah, this, it's just crazy like And this is a replica of this the sheds. Replica of Wait the a minute, shed?
1: that's not yeah. a real deer. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, so. on writing And Plane. this is not
2: a high fence deer. This no. is this is wild and so uh, you guys found his match
0: set of sheds yeah well i, I shouldn't say
2: we found we acquired of them okay. so uh, my buddy chris crow uh, from skillet fork found uh this side and then this was on laying in our field okay so well that was nice of him to, uh, oh yeah because he he has the real sheds yeah. and so and then we got two replicas for brooks and i and just real quick three years ago uh chris was the only guy who had pictures of this deer and he was a a nice deer, but, you know, probably 150 inch, but he still had like some crazy stuff. You just mm-hmm. knew he was going to be a mega giant. Yeah. And then he literally went from probably a 160 to this. And this, this year right here, which this isn't this year, this is the year before. Yeah. That he should have been shot. I mean. He was uh, everywhere. He was everywhere. Ended up on Facebook. I mean. Pictures. I mean, Brooks and I got pictures of him. Wanted
0: poster. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> understand like, how this deer made it. And then uh, fast forward to this year, he uh, he lost a little bit of mass, but he grew a sixteen-inch horn out here on the bottom of his yeah. main beam, and he was still two hundred twelve inches unofficially. I mean, yeah. that's a monster. And <laughs> I mean. The day that we knew he was going to get shot that year was when me and Brooks were r- going to the blind, uh, during muzzleloader season. And again, he ran out in front of us in the road and he was out of his ailment. I mean, he's never been there before and he was just running crazy in the middle of the day. And it was the next day I was supposed to be stupid, stupid deer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's amazing. They grew this I honestly don't know how, but that's just, uh, so he ran out in the middle of the road, and mm-hmm. then it was the next day. I had to go to a wedding. I was supposed to be filming him. And I went to the wedding. He called me He's like, I think I just killed him. I was like, Really? I was like, Well, I he's bedded down. I shot it was him. Muzzle loader season. Muzzle right? loader season. Yeah. And he shot him, and he instantly dropped, but he could still see his head turning. Anytime that yeah, happens with a muzzle loader, it's usually like, oh, I got to get another one in him. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not shocked. a good. Yeah. But the thing was, he was bedded down in some tall grass and you could just see the horns. Mm-hmm. So it was about 15 minutes before uh, shooting lights over. And so Brooks got down. He waited till I got back from the wedding. It was about 10 o'clock and we went to where he was bedded and there was nothing, uh, no blood or anything like, man, Maybe, you know, he felt comfortable in that grass. He shot, just hunkered down, thought he yeah. was safe. And that's what we were going to tell ourselves so we could sleep that <laughs> night. And I was, uh, we were walking back to the truck and there was a fence that we had to go through. And I was like, I'm going to turn my light on, make sure I don't trip over this fence. And I turn on, there's blood everywhere. I'm like, yeah. what? what just happened? And I mean, it was crazy. We started following that blood and it didn't look, it wasn't specks. It was like, mm mm-hmm, walking, just walking. Mm-hmm. Like, well, If he gets to this tall uh, grass, we're going to let him lay because who knows if he's right there or not. And he went to the grass and we got out, went home and uh, came back the next day. And it took five minutes when we found him. He went 70 yards from where uh, you had last where we last looked. Yeah. And the crazy thing is where uh, Brooke shot him at. He went uh, 10 yards away from the blind. He laid down. And was there for who knows how long. Brooks left, and then the deer circled around, crossed the fence on the neighbors, then came back through and right, right by the blind. That he was shot from. That he was shot yeah. from. And so it was just a bizarre story and good to see a, a good guy finally harvest that deer that had yeah. history with him. Cause yeah. they, I mean, his,
0: him and his son, Kyle, they yeah. were after
2: him really hard yeah. I for mean, a couple of years. And I, I know, uh, some of, there was one guy that was at the outfitters that he literally hunted this deer for 14 days straight all day sits. Yeah. And I was like, I got to give it to, I mean. Yeah. He's
0: putting in the term. Yeah. So, mm. so wow. pretty incredible. Couple giant Illinois, you know, Southern Illinois studs. Yeah. And really cool history with both of them and. It was, you know, I thought it was worth sharing not only on the podcast, but on DOD TV. And we did, I think a couple of the, um, deer cast,
1: uh, contributors. There's a giant tracker on this deer. And yeah. I think on, uh, on this Bur- Bur- deer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So we, we tried to share a little well bit documented, with the, yeah, with the audience, what, what, uh, the stories were behind these deer. They were just so special. It was hard mm-hmm. not to, I mean, these are the kind of deer you see on North American whitetail and, you know, you mm-hmm. see on
1: these covers. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's just hard not to pull your eyes away from it. It, it really is. You just want to keep looking at it. There's so much to look at.
0: You know, so yesterday we went shed hunting. And we found what we felt like was the best shed on the farm. And then you come in here and, and I this. look at this. It's like, man, that deer is not that good.
2: <laughs> yeah, <You got laughs> antler envy. But, but the thing is like, yeah, and these deer are just, mega giants and like they were uh killed less than 10 miles away from each other yeah but like my expectations isn't this next year sure you know it, it
0: was just that rare it, perfect storm
2: i mean I this may happen again in my lifetime it may not yeah and i'm okay yeah. with that i'm i'm back to shooting mature deer that yeah. i have relationships with i mean sure i mean i'm just this is kind of in the past, but also you're just super, I mean, you're not going to let it go. Yeah, I mean, yeah no, no, no
0: way. In fact, I'm going to drive around with this. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> sure but in, I'm, I'm number
0: I'm <laughs> one. I'm
2: number one.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you sharing the story with yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for letting
1: me share. kind of makes me excited about this upcoming deer season because last season I passed on
2: Every buck that was on my
1: properties, <laughs> I didn't kill a single one. Gotta have a. Tone? So there's probably like three or four or At five least. of those things walking around. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I will say, you know, I could have killed some good deer that I've would been happy with, but up until this year, I haven't killed a deer since 2016. Yeah,
0: you were. Pat, you uh, uh, passed a lot of deer to try to kill a
2: couple really special deer. Yeah, you know, I was after that 181. Well, I wounded him uh, in 17. Yeah, 18, I was hunting him hard he got killed, then this tower showed up more regular. So it was like, I, I passed on more 150 inch deer than I would have ever dreamed of and would have been ecstatic about, but now they're bigger. So
0: that when you, I mean, it's not, that's not bragging to say It's like when you have a deer of the caliber of these deer, sometimes you uh, forego.
2: Yeah. Your, your, it's a lot easier to pass them.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, I, I know what's here. That's kind of maybe the problem with trail cameras. It's like, I know what's here. Yep. I got it. I got to yep. pass. I got to pass. I know Me. what's here, yep. but. That being said, that's also how they continue to get oh, yeah. to
1: be um, of the story. stature. Yeah, yeah so. That's right.
0: Pretty cool story, man. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Well, uh, one of our listeners, Steve K, um, jumped in. He had a question of the day for us. I thought Chase would be a great one to answer. Yeah. So the question of the day
0: is brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Hi,
2: my name's Steve. I'm from Pennsylvania. About five years ago, I purchased a farm in southern Ohio to manage for trophy whitetails for my father and I. And my question is, how do you manage friends and family wanting to hunt your property when you are trying to manage for trophy whitetails? I think a lot of listeners might be in the same situation where they have a small farm or their first farm. And friends and family help them out who also want to hunt, and uh, just wondering how, how you manage that that healthy balance while trying to to grow and and manage these bucks. Thanks.
0: It's a really good question yeah, and a valid question. That's I'm, awesome. We'll get your your thoughts here in a second. I just wanted to share it. You know, he mentioned that it's a first piece it's a small kind of alluded to it being maybe a smaller piece and that's a tough situation to be in because i think general hunters like the general public hunters maybe not the hardcore hunter not the guy that's archery hunting or going out every day or Mm -hmm. you know but maybe he's maybe it's the a weekend warrior or maybe it's a gun only or maybe it's just a family member that wants to get out once a year that's tough when you're trying to manage for mature whitetails they may not understand Your
1: mindset's totally different
0: it is they oh, don't man. necessarily understand that that's even a thing you, you know what i mean they, they may not understand the levels of sacrifice that you're making to try to create habitat or food or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be so i it's it's a tough situation because I think about my brother-in-law, uh, they got a, him and my sister, they have, um, young family and there's a lot of, they're outdoorsy, but it's a lot of four wheelers and, uh, fishing and squirrel hunting. It's a lot of everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that their mentality is that, mindset. It's like, okay, that's what we're doing with our farm. It's not, <laughs> it's a recreational about, property. It's not yeah. about managing it for big trophy whitetails. They would, I'm sure love it if th- that happened, yeah. but their, their family's young and they're enjoying it in a much different way. Now that doesn't mean that it can't be something oh, yeah. later in mm-hmm. life. And when you got a small piece, I think that's a fine line of what you what you, how much pressure and intrusion you really want on that piece and what your expectations need to be. If your expectation is that there's going to be a trophy far and trophy could be, you know, 130 inches mm-hmm. or 120 or 180. It just, it's relative. It's, it's relative. But if that's your expectation, you may have to put your foot down in certain aspects saying, all right, yes, you can come hunt, but this is, you know, we're managing for does are, you know, the, the, here's kind of the do not shoot list and here's what we can. And yeah. then you gotta, you gotta understand, all right, is that taking the fun out of it for people or, but if it's your property, you gotta make those decisions. And I think of dad and his farm and it's, you know, in all honesty, it's a bigger piece. It's a thousand acres. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of ground, but from the word go, and this is what we do, his mindset was always Hey, we're managing it for upper end year. And when the grandkids come, it's usually just one of them a year and we rotate out every year A new okay. grandkid gets to come. I mean, that's just what it is. It's always been that way. And they understand that the expectation is as such. If we weren't doing this for a living, I think it would be a lot different and mm-hmm. we would have, yeah, no doubt. you know, Firearm season would be a tradition at that farm. And it, it just isn't that way because we have guests, industry guests that we have to take. We right. have obligations, you know, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but in your case, Chase, I'd like to I'd get your opinion because you guys have a little bit more dirt, but it's it's not recreational necessarily. Yeah. It It's your living. Mm-hmm. It's your family farming. Yeah. It's something that you got yeah. to do uh, to, you know, you have employees, you, you have a lot yeah. that's riding on it. So yeah. what's
2: your take on it? I mean, first of all, that, that is an awesome question. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can take it, but I think one of the most important things is like, don't let deer hunting make you selfish. And, you know, also with that said, you need everybody to be on the same page because if you're not, you're not going to get done what you want done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, kind of how I manage, um, that situation whether it's family friends it, it's mainly more podcast so, hosts <laughs> yeah. whatever it's more so stay out <laughs> friend, it's more so friends than anything and you know i love them to death but one thing we do uh, we all work together and like you said we have our hit list don't shoot i mean Pretty much I know every single deer that's on that property and that Hmm. needs to be passed. I mean, I think that's important and especially for, it can be hard on a smaller piece too. And with that said, even big pieces doesn't, it's not like there's five shooters on the property. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, I've had some 500 acre spots that there's not a shooter Yeah, and it's just year to year. And I mean... Um, it kind of depends what you want out of it too. Do you want a good family bonding shotgun season? Yeah. What, what's come in once the sun comes up and eat biscuits and gravy, yeah. or you want to try to kill a mature deer mm-hmm. yeah. and either way can be fun. Cause I've done both before. Yeah. Cause honestly, when I started out, it was my dad taking me shotgun season, sitting on the ground behind a tree and had a blast. And then when I got older and bow hunting on my own, I'm like, man, this can be so much more. Mm-hmm. And When you start putting in more work, I know your outlook looks a little different. And I mean, some people can't do that. I understand. And uh, luckily in the position I'm in with farming, I mean, we have some seasons where I'm able to put in a little bit more time and I don't know, either way can be fun and great, but don't. Don't make bad relationships with your friends and family over a deer, is yeah. what I'm trying to say.
0: It's a good point because it could it, it could be fun either way, but as long as your expectations are in the right spot going into it. Mm-hmm. Like if you he, here's a good example. I got some buddies from high school and we grew up in a small town, St. Genevieve, Missouri, Bloomsdale, Missouri. Bloomsdale's 400 people, St. Genevieve's 5,000 or whatever. Yep. And um, a friend of, of ours, of, of our group, he bought a piece over in Illinois and he managed it. He's a great hunter. He kills big deer every year. Mm-hmm. And everybody from our town kind of knows that he manages yep. that piece over there. This was, I felt felt like one of the most self, selfless things I've, I've heard of in a while. This was last year. He invited those guys ahead of time to put in for tags. And if they got tags, they were going to do a group shotgun hunt over there. Yeah. And I even said to him, I go, you know, you know, a couple of these guys just, they, no fault of their own. They, they're not going to know how to judge those deer based yeah. on what they're acc- accustomed to. Sure. And he, he had no qualms with that and no problem at all. He's like, I, Oh, I know it. And they had a blast over there. They had a good time. And one of the guys, only one of the several of them had opportunities to kill deer and, Funny stories ensued kind of, you know, it's, yep. it's one of those deals where they made a lot of memories over there. Sure, together. Yeah. Well, one of our buddies shot a, a young buck. That was a, a stud that would have been a great up and comer. Mm. And that was it was fine with with the the owner of the piece because he knew going in his expectations was somebody might do that. Yeah. They they had a he hit list. And do not, do yeah. not shoot. But in the heat of the moment, when deer are uh, running and you're sitting in a blind by yourself, mm-hmm. unless you're going to go as the property owner or manager and go with everybody, yeah, you, you can't
1: guarantee. You, you can't
0: guarantee it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was a great. He had a great mindset going into it, and sure enough, what happened. You know, sure. what you thought could have happened, yeah, sure. did happen, he had
1: no problem with it.
0: And <laughs> that was one of the best deer that, that this guy ever
1: killed. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm sure he'll never forget that. Exactly. And, and th- that's the thing, like... If that's your goal, you're going to have memories and those relations, your friend, your family and friends are going to be around for a, a yeah. long time. So you have to put things in perspective. Yeah,
2: that, That's the best thing to see though. Like if they're happy about that deer, you can be happy about oh, yeah. that deer. I mean, that, that's pretty cool to see. And somebody, like you said, doesn't get a hunt much. I mean, and you
0: mm-hmm. think about it even, even more detailed, like, Hey, was it, um, a, a child or was it maybe mm, a, sure. a girlfriend or wife or somebody like an aunt or, or both, you know? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Uh, so you think about it in those terms, like you kind of got to be happy. Like I wouldn't have any problem sh- yeah. shooting anything in that instance. Somebody, I guess shooting anything mm-hmm. in that instance, yep. it's like, Hey, you're here to make, and we do that a lot of dads where a guest comes in and, and doesn't have much of a hunting yeah. history. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, whatever you're happy with,
1: you know, my my buddy Jace came and filmed uh, for me one day this past this past fall, and a forkhorn horn walked through, and he needed meat for the freezer, and had a buck tag, and had very little time to hunt. He and he, uh, it was funny because the deer was coming down the hill, and I didn't see it, and he was trying to, he was in another tree and trying to let me know, and I look over, I was like, oh hey, there's the deer. He like, I'm trying to tell him. <laughs> I was like, "You want to shoot him?" And we're making these hand gestures, and he shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah deer's yeah, looking me, like you. He was too dumb. He didn't know. He didn't know what. it was just a young deer. But he was so excited to kill that deer. And yeah, who knows what that deer would have turned into someday. There'll be another one. And, and Jace is a great friend, and so I was happy for him. And Absolutely. it ended up, yeah.
0: Yeah. There's always another deer There is. That's right.
1: That's so, right. To put it, maybe not like this, yeah.
0: <laughs> but there's yeah. always another one. <laughs> that's yeah. right. So yeah. that's a good question. Thanks Steve for yeah, uh, proposing it.
1: Yeah. And if you want to leave a question, just go to drearyoutdoors.com slash podcast and uh, leave us a message, make it quick and uh, leave us your name, location and what you want to know about. And we will do our best to answer it on the air.
0: And you know, we never asked this, but if you're listening to the, the audio version of the podcast, leave us a, a rating and, and, uh, um, good or bad. <laughs> Hopefully good.
1: We prefer one more than the other, <laughs> yeah, but we can't but say which Yeah,
0: good or bad. Leave us a, a review and a rating. We'd love to get the feedback and, and by all means, please share, you know, share this. This would be a good one to share. That was a cool story. Listening to chase till. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, uh, so before we wind up our, uh, our session, let's talk about the wildlife word for the week.
0: All right. So, Oh well, yeah, yeah know. you know all about it. Okay.
1: <laughs> the wildlife word is sponsored this week by toilet paper. <laughs> Very the topical. Problem is you can't purchase it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. do you got? Uh The wildlife word is clutch.
0: I feel like the shot you made at the the final shot that killed Towers was clutch. Yep. But that may
1: not be what this description is. Yeah, that's kind of an adjective. This is more of a noun.
2: Of a noun. Yeah. But yeah, you're, not, you're going, not wrong. I was going with mats. You know, you think of a sports event. Yeah, you know, yeah. The that's, that's, one, came in that's one usage of the word. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's so
1: it. it's a group of eggs produced by birds, amphibians, and or reptiles. You were wrong. Oh, man. Bummer. A hen uh, turkey's clutch usually consists of 10 to 17 eggs.
0: I have heard that. Yes, I have heard that. Kind of like now a purse, you know, a clutch. <laughs> there Is you go. Yeah, yeah only yeah. for eggs. Yeah, and it's on the ground. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it. <laughs> Just like it. cynical.
1: <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsor this week. We appreciate it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
0: I would actually would like a toilet paper sponsor because this studio goes through more toilet
1: paper. The cleaning people left a note in this did bathroom they? over here that said that they had like cached the toilet paper in the in the cabinets that we have in there. I think they were wanting us to know like, hey, we didn't rip you off. Yeah, we we just still we still just still reorganized it. the toilet paper. But it's so weird that we're at that point. We where, did
0: have to have the talk here at the studio today. <laughs> like, hey, you may want to think about using yeah. it in a little more reserved fashion in case we can't get more. <laughs>
2: yeah. Maybe you're selling some deer meat too for some pretty good prices. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: no kidding. Man, it's, I it. did tell my wife that last night i was like hey think about because i went to the grocery store my way home from the shed on i stopped by the grocery store to yep. get just the necessities for the week we shop week to week like mm-hmm. most people and uh, we do it on every sunday yeah. when we shop for the week and uh she had sent me the list and i was like i called her i was like like none of this stuff is here <laughs> you know like I brought home the most random
1: <laughs> array. I bought three I was, boxes of fake newtons. I was the worst <laughs> pounds of butter.
0: person to send to that store. Literally it's, it's a variety of stuff that none goes together to make one comprehensive meal. But <laughs> and We got stuff.
1: And you're probably thinking, how will we consume this? Yeah,
2: yeah. There's no, no com- that's her problem. To out. <laughs> I just no got no coherent stuff. meal here. <laughs> yeah, so well, it was like that everywhere yesterday. No I t- eggs,
0: milk. I told yeah. her, I was like, at least we do have like, we got, you know, a decent amount of like deer sausage and sticks and, you know, stuff like that. I was like, she looked at me like, like that's not dinner. I'm like, it may be. It may yeah. be. Slim
1: Pickens coming up <laughs> here. Yep. Slim Jims yeah. and cheese. I'm uh, just saying,
0: we have options.
1: Yep. <laughs> yes, and your address is. <laughs> mm,
0: yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> don't, don't come yeah. to my house. I will have guns. <laughs> <laughs> Sausage and guns. Let's roll. All right, we should probably shut this thing down. Chase, thanks for uh, hopping over and bringing the. Yeah, it was really nice of you to leave those here. That's <laughs> oh yeah,
2: no problem. <laughs> yeah, I'll get them right. later. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, congratulations. That was an awesome year, Brooks, and you both. That was. Pretty phenomenal.
2: And thank you for sharing the story. Yeah. I, thanks for having me on. That's awesome. Not too many times you get to share a once in a lifetime story. On that's, a platform that's like what this it is. Man. They are. So, um, yeah. Yep. All right. Sure.
1: Well, everyone, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Yep. Peace.